Welcome to Joyosity. I'm Jen Whitmer. I'm a speaker, consultant, and joy bringer, helping you create positive culture with complex people. Because listen, that's all we got. I'm thrilled you were here. So get yourself ready. Grab your multiple beverages, get your speaker, your headphones connected so we can dive in. True leadership requires more than just surface level strategies. It requires a profound connection to everything that makes us human. Each week, I have conversations with experts and leaders and you. If you're listening live, introduce yourself in the comments. Let us know where you are in the world and maybe what's in that mug on your desk. We're connecting as humans, remember? These conversations aren't just fun banter and information. Joyosity is so much more than a live show and a podcast. It's a movement, a space where we dare to explore the depths of our own hearts and minds, a liminal space where you are free to play around and beta test your own growth, sort of like a test kitchen lab for your leadership skills. It's where you discover that real joy has deep roots, a playground to find the hidden truths, the ideas waiting to be explored, and the untamed potential that lies within you. We're not just hanging out in idea land. We're talking about the best actions that develop you as a person and hone your skills as a leader. If you're an experienced leader or just starting out, Joyosity is the community for you. Join us every Monday live at 1 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn and YouTube for a dose of inspiration and practical advice. Whether you are live in the comments or catching the podcast later, we're here to help you create a place where work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Let's go. Hello, good morning, and welcome to Monday Mentor. I'm Jen Whitmer, and I help people restore the joy to work through communication solutions, solving conflict, and developing self-awareness so everybody can get their work done in a great, fantastic way. And every week, I bring on a special guest to give you some leadership advice to help you build that highly empowered team that is flourishing and profitable and just enjoys being together. And that is really fantastic for today's guest. I cannot wait for you to meet Gary. He is, Gary Ware is a play expert. He is a keynote speaker and workshop facilitator, a joy and delight of a human, um, a lovely dad and husband. And I am so excited that he is joining us today. So welcome, Gary. Hello. Oh my gosh. What an amazing intro. Uh, thank you so much, Jen. Oh, I mean every word and I could gush for a really long time, but I actually want to hear from you. So <laughs> that is why I, I stepped it stepped it short. <laughs> so if you are here live, let us know in the comments you're here live. If you're catching the replay, let us know you're catching the replay. We will answer questions because that's why we're here. That's why we call it Monday Mentor. We're here to help you out. So I always like to start with how how did you get here, Gary? Not like on my live today, but like, how did you get to this place in your life where you're helping teams really harness that power of play to create great workplaces? How did you tell us the journey? I would like to say that it was all intentional and, and I had this set out decades ago. Uh, that's right, at that's 14, there was a list. <laughs> right? Real quick, real quick aside, to those people who, when they were younger, they like, knew exactly what they wanted to do and they they were on that path oh my gosh i admire you so much i wish that was the case with me um i like to say 
uh, it was a case of a lot of happy accidents that led me to where I am now. Uh, my background is in uh, marketing and communications. Uh, I went to the Art Institute in uh, Santa Monica, California. Um, I always thought that I was going to be some sort of Don Draper, sort of madman-ish type person. Um, and again, this was pre-Mad Men, like when I sort of got into that. But like, yes, working for agencies, um, you know, getting to do all of that cool stuff. And for a while, that was my life. Um, I, at one point, was a, a director at one of the world's largest independent digital marketing agencies. Um, underneath me, I had like a staff of like 20 or so um, people that were on my team. And uh, that that right there was the catalyst for me to actually level up my skills uh, as a leader because I was really good at what I did. However, I was not that good of a leader at first. And I knew that I had the self-awareness to know that, like, you know, uh, I, I don't want to be a crappy boss. And so I was always looking for ways that would help me better communicate, help me better lead uh, so I can get my stuff done. Because at first I was the type that would um, like, oh, no, no, I'll, I'll just do it. It's faster if I do it. Um, and then I realized that I was burning myself out a lot. Um, but yeah. anyways, origin story on. Um all these little happy accidents. So again, first happy accident was I was really good at my job. And then they said, Hey, here's some people. Uh, why don't you manage them? Uh, and then uh, that uh, was the trigger for me to level up my skills. And then on that path, a path of leveling up, uh, I discovered the world of improvisation. Um, mm. I did not seek out to be an improv comedian, uh, to perform on stages uh, with um, an ensemble without a script and, and creating stories out of thin air. I just wanted to get better at public speaking and I hated Toastmasters. Um, <laughs> that's that's the, the short uh, of it. And a, a mentor of mine said, hey, um, have you considered improv? And I was like, what, improv, comedy? And so that, um, but I took it because I wanted to get better at public speaking. And that first improv class blew me wide open uh, on so many different levels. One, because it was play and we'll talk about play and, and it's place in, in the workplace in, in a moment. But uh, for two hours, I was completely focused. I was completely in the moment. I was doing these silly games. I was connecting with these people I didn't even know. And then afterwards we were closer. We, um, you know, the people that were in my very first improv class over 12 years ago, I am still extremely close with. We, you know, we, we connect some of which I still um, perform with, uh, but I wanted to bring this, to my team. I was like, I saw, uh, I saw the connections between these activities that we're doing that were helping us uh, be able to uh, perform on, you know, on the stage, uh, and how that can affect us on the stage of life. And so I brought these um, activities in these games and, and whatnot to my team. And we were playing and uh, we were getting better and we were gelling. Um, and so uh, but then that got me on like, well, what else? Um, you know, what else is out there? Um, it just um, it helped me rediscover play. And then I was just on this path of figuring out how to bring more of that to my team. It was always in service of the team that I was leading. And as far as my career journey, I thought the next step, logical step in my career after working at all these agencies is to run my own. Um, again, you know, sort of the madman style. Um, and I did get that opportunity, which didn't end up so well. Uh, you know, we were in business for about four and a half years. And then my business partner um, decided that we were better off separate. And so he took the agency and left, and then I was at a crossroads of what do I do next? And then that was how I 
took a right turn and said, all right, no more agency life. Uh, I, I would rather be a facilitator. And, and here we are years later after that. Yeah. Well, and you know, there's so many great things in your story that what you said, but I think one of them is that most paths aren't linear. And you have a really common experience that Leslie, who is um, in here from Texas, she, if I remember right, is an HR consultant. And I'm sure she's seen in plenty of times where somebody gets promoted because they're really good at their job. And now, oh, I've got people. And so that that is often the impetus. And that's a lot of the people that I end up helping, too, because they're like, oh, now, oh, <laughs> like it's that, oh, crap moment. I got to do this. Other people are depending on me. And and so that nonlinear path and that common experience of now what I think is really helpful to people. And um, the other thing is that you noticed the results You're like, oh, I did this thing with my team and we noticed how powerful it was. And I, I love that. And we're going to kind of circle back around to that in a little bit. And I want to ask the question. So we're talking about play and why play is important in business and why play maximizes your leadership. But some people have very different views about what play is. So one of my goals is always to create shared meaning. So what what do you define as play? What are frame our conversation around what is play? Yes. And it makes sense that so many different people have different definitions of play because play is not some singular thing it is very broad yeah. there's different forms of play um and different outcomes of play um most adults however they see play as a frivolous thing that just kids do it is make-believe or it's a waste of time um and it gets in the way of running my business we need to be working <laughs> uh i get that a lot totally get it play in its sort of essence is to do an activity and be more focused on whatever you're doing than the outcome at hand. To, mm. And it's essentially very similar to flow. If yeah. you're familiar with mindfulness and Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's work on flow, um, there's a lot of commonalities between flow and play. You know, you're, you're doing an activity where you're being challenged just enough. Um, time goes by like that. Um, it's somewhat pleasurable. Uh, you know, that, that is what play is now. So, that's a very broad definition of play. We can slice it up into other uh, areas. When I bring it to corporations, I call it purposeful play. So it is, mm -hmm. you know, play that has a very specific purpose at hand. Um, you know, it's usually around connecting teams. Um, it's usually around leveling up skills and in mm -hmm. retaining that knowledge. Those are the areas that uh, I feel like business leaders, they can sort of wrap their head around is like, all right, all right, you know, tell me more about that. We're not yeah. just goofing off. We for do the sake as of adults. Off. Yes, we do as adults sometimes. I think dismiss the importance of sometimes just goofing off, like that mm -hmm. there is some power in that. But in the business there world, is. sometimes there's the idea that that doesn't have a line item. Like that's not a line item in the budget, um, even though it's so powerful. I think that's sometimes the force that we press against when we're talking about play. But when we talk about it being purposeful, that starts to shift a little bit of how we how we look at that. And I'm really curious. One of the things that you said was um, this idea that play is anything that is you're really absorbed in this in the moment. So what do you see a little bit is the difference between play and playfulness of doing things with a playful attitude? What, how do those compare and contrast? Yes. So play is the activity 
playfulness is the vibe, is the mindset. Mm, yeah. And you, yeah. you bring up a very great point of having a mindset of playfulness is essential. Uh, it's essential. Like it, it's a amazing way of being. Um, you know, we both share um, a liking of Ted Lasso. And yes. you know, the, my belief sign Apple is over Plus. here. You all can't see it. You can just see Gary's. <laughs> you can believe that Jen's belief sign is right there. It's there. That's right. <laughs> Maybe we'll go on a tour later. No, go ahead. <laughs> right. But yes, Ted Lasso. But mm -hmm. Ted is a very playful individual. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to really get into spoilers of the most recent season, but if you've seen the most recent season, the first episode, there's a direct contrast between playfulness and its effect on people's morale and outcomes and non-playfulness, very seriousness. That, that like that episode right there shows it. Go watch it if you have the ability totally. to do that. But playfulness is a state of mind. It's a way of being. And it mm -hmm. is not always up until like maybe the last like five, 10 years, wasn't necessarily accepted in the workplace because it, you know, maybe, you know, you came across as, you know, weak or you came across as not serious. Um, and there was a certain sort of mask that you had to wear in the business arena. And if you deviated from that, you know, people didn't take you seriously, et cetera, et cetera. But however, when you are being playful and there's, you know, if you um, actually, I'll tell this first. So uh, I call it the playful map, M-A-P. Uh, it's an acronym. What is your uh, method of playfulness? Uh, who is the audience? And what's the objective? What are you trying to achieve with your playfulness? Um, and so maybe your your method is memes. I love sharing memes. Uh, you know, it, it's, again, something to get a laugh, something to really um, drill in a point or something like that. Your audience, you know, could be your employees. And what's the objective, again, to help people realize that we should not take ourselves too seriously. You know, again, when you start to put it in that sort of framework, you can realize that there is a time and place for playfulness. And again, mm -hmm. yes, not all playfulness um, you know, needs to be in the workplace. And what you said before, sometimes, you know, as far as playfulness and, and that sort of uh, spirit and, um, you know, vibe is essential. Um, it, you know, it's essential for, again, helping people to let off steam. It's essential for, um, you know, getting us all sort of connected together, even when times are rough, or especially mm -hmm. when times are rough, you know, we need to bring that playfulness. So playfulness is the vibe, play is the, is the activity. I love that. And I love that map. So your your method, your audience and the purpose, like that's a really clear way of how do we look at playfulness? Because I think that is the fear. Like you said, I, I'm going to look I'm going to look foolish. People are going to think that I'm weak. There's like those fears are very real when we're talking about introducing this type of posture in the workplace. And I'm I'm curious a little bit more because you've said you've kind of dripped a little bit of like, here's what happens when we play more. But tell us more about why does this maximize what we're doing? Why does play help us as a team to, you know, be more profitable at the end of the day? That's what a business needs to do or a nonprofit needs to serve their people in that way. How does play help? Yes. So. Uh, I, I will start with the individual, the, the leader who is listening to this of like, why should I do it? One, if you are a, a playful leader, you are seen as more intelligent than there's research that, that backs this up as seen as more intelligent than your counterparts who are not. Uh, if you're a playful leader, you can connect with your audience a lot faster. You can gain rapport a lot faster, which means that you can have 
those tough conversations because you uh, are showing vulnerability is a, you know, being playful is a form of vulnerability. Um, and there's yeah. a lot of research out there that shows that being vulnerable is crucial to business success. Um, and so again, if you're a playful leader, you bring that vulnerability, um, you're going to be able to connect with your, um, the people in your command a lot faster, um, so that you can really get down to business. Um, so again, those two things, who doesn't want to be seen as more intelligent, uh, who doesn't want to connect with their team faster. Uh, so those yeah. are like at the individual level. Now let's look at a sort of business, um, level, uh, you know, teams that, uh, have the ability to bring play and playfulness into the workplace are more productive. Reason why is that they are not burning themselves out because Ooh, they're, uh, you know, there was a study during the pandemic from Microsoft uh, that they had their employees wear these EKG caps and then they measured um, the brainwaves from meeting to meeting to meeting. And then the, the <laughs> employees, this is actually kind of weird. Like who would sign up for that? Like Microsoft, you know, that's what, what, I'm stutter. so curious about like, Oh, I don't know if I'd sign up. Right. How did that <laughs> but work? But we're working for the <laughs> research. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, are you wearing these? Like, I, anyways, I digress. But the ones who went from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting, like again, with no breaks, uh, by mm -hmm. fifth meeting, their brains were essentially fried. It was like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, however, those um, who took breaks in between by the fifth meeting, um, in some cases, their brain looked even more refreshed than the first meeting. Mm. So yeah. again, someone that is uh, teams that are playful, they know uh, when, you know, they've hit their limit or they're approaching their limit and they do things to rejuvenate. Um, yeah. And teams that are playful um, have a higher level of psychological safety. And what that means is that they feel more likely to, uh, or they're more likely to speak up, to um, say what they need to say compared to, to teams who have low levels of psychological safety and they tend to cover things up because they're, again, they're mm -hmm. scared the, of the repercussions of speaking their mind and, and being, you know, stating their truth. So again, yeah. again, uh, wouldn't you want that as a business leader, uh, teams that are more playful, they have lower levels of turnover, um, higher engagement rates uh, again, which means that, so we all have this uh, reserve of energy, uh, disposable energy. We all have it. Uh, so, are we have baseline energy that allows us to do our work. Just you're doing your work and you have this reserve of energy. And with this reserve of energy, you're doing one of three things. You are um, sort of being that person that is uh, sort of throwing wrenches in everyone's game. You know, we, you know, those toxic type people, that's a small percentage, believe it or not. There's a small percentage mm -hmm. of people with their disposable energy. There's like, Hey, I'm just going to just make a, a, like a negative ruckus of things. I always say about those people, if you're going to stir the, if you're going to stir the poop pot, you have to lick the spoon, but right? <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I digress. Anyway, it's a small percent. Um, and then there, uh, is a percentage of people, another small percent that go above and beyond of like, Oh, let me think of other things I can do to, you know, help, you know, help my team. And this is the largest percentage. And this is why we want to bring play and playfulness into the organization. So we can shift this group. So there's a large yeah. percentage of people that are like, I just want to get under the radar. I don't want people to see me. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want like any of this, like, um, uh, and this is like normal. This has been going on pre pandemic. There's always been this, uh, sort of, uh, group of people. Now, if you could bring the play and playfulness, it makes the environment, um, a better environment to be in and more mm -hmm. likely that people would want to go above and beyond. 
and I and yeah. I want to stress want to shift to. people in there. Yeah. That's so good. It's so good. I think, you know, one of the pieces of resistance that um, I, I always call myself a joy bringer, people get a little nervous. Sometimes they're like, what are you going to make me do? And, uh, and I think because they get a little scared. So for the leader who's listening to this, like, oh, gosh, I, I want higher employee retention. I want more psychological safety. I want to shift people into the people who are wanting to do more but I don't really know how to play and be playful. Where do I start? Where Where's a good place just to give them like, not step 82, but like, what's the next step to move forward into more playfulness? Um, consult the map, MAP. You know, what is something okay. that you can do that is playful that is very low risk? Maybe it's uh, at the start of a meeting, you do an icebreaker. You do something mm -hmm. where, you know, uh, a really easy game is uh, a game called, I call it true for me, uh, where, you know, you just go around and, um, you know, hey, if this is true for you, raise your hand or stand up, you know, um, you're a morning person, you know, whatever. It's very simple, like it's very like easy, you know, to for people to get in. But the cool thing is it it seems like frivolous, but you find so much about your colleagues in a short amount of time. Yeah. And then now that was a very playful moment. And now we've connected. And now uh, you have what I like to call the dose, D-O-S-E, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Those are the neurochemicals that are going to help your team be focused, feel like they belong, trust each other, and have creativity. So uh, that's just an easy thing. Or it could be, you know, um, in an email that you send out, um, you know, maybe you, uh, a good friend of mine, his name is Andrew Tarvin. Uh, he focused on humor at work. Uh, he's also an improviser like myself. And he puts puns in the in the PS of, of his email. And he's been doing that since he was in the corporate space. And people look it. forward to that. And again, it's a small, yeah. playful thing that showcases his nerdy personality that, um, again, people people love it. And again, it's it's sort of breaking down those walls. It's, it's bringing in the connection. So start small. And it, again, it could be something small. Or maybe it's something, you know, where you were intentionally – with your team intentionally, you know, have um, a connection moment, you know, with, with the team, um, you know, whether that could be like a virtual thing where you're like, Hey, look, we're just going to, you know, um, you know, 10 minutes before this call, we're just going to sort of uh, share, you know, share what's going on again, very easy thing as a way to just create a moment. Or maybe if you're back in person um, on a Friday, you know, come like, you know, two 30 where everyone's like pretty much done anyway. Um, you know, you know, uh, bring everyone into like the conference room, you know, have some snacks, play some music and, you know, just a, a moment for people to connect. It can start small and then you can yeah. slowly, um, you know, start to bring out your playfulness. Yeah, I love that. I have a, a local friend who runs like she's she'll just start a business when she gets an idea. But she runs a couple of very successful businesses here in St. Louis. And one of the things that they've started doing over the last year uh, when they came back to the office was just having a puzzle table. And it's just like, I love doing this like Thanksgiving and Christmas at our house. We just have a puzzle and like everybody congregates in the different groups around. And so it doesn't even like that's real low risk, you know, and but she has even commented how much excitement happens around what's the new puzzle. It's kind of everybody gets a little excited and like ideas come because I mean, we could talk forever about the neurobiology of why play is important and puzzling in particular, but like the new ideas and the innovation that comes and, and she's just seen these results. And it's just so fun to watch people embrace that. And I think as we, we do our work um, and helping bring that, I think we're just going to continue to see this momentum build that 
we can connect with people at work in a way that doesn't have to be so rigid. Um, and it actually gets us all the things that we want in, in that way. So I um, just looked at the time and oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so we should probably wrap it up. <laughs> So you've been so wonderful. You've given us so much today. I'm so grateful. Where can the people find you? Tell them where to connect with you. Gary has a fantastic book called Playful Rebellion. You can get that here, but tell the people where to find you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, if you're on LinkedIn watching this or you have a LinkedIn account, um, look me up. Gary Ware. Uh, otherwise, I'm on the socials at Gary Ware. Um, you can also uh, go to my website, BreakthroughPlay.com, where I have lots of resources around um, ways that you can incorporate play and playfulness into your organization. Um, yeah, love to love to chat. Awesome. Yeah, Gary and I both do Friday funnies. Gary does them every week on Instagram. I just do them the first Friday of the month. It became overwhelming for me. Uh, and so we... Um, we do like to practice what we preach and have a good time in different places. So yes. come check Gary out. Gary, thank you again for being here and giving us such great wisdom in a really enjoy and joyful, I'm making up words, joyful way. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. We'll just make things up. Next week, Mac Matt Putra will be here. I'm so excited to interview him. We are here every week, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, giving you really great advice to be a better leader, healthy leader to create a really great empowered team. So Gary, thanks for being a part of that today. Yay. Thank you, Jen, for having me. Absolutely. Bye, everybody. See you next week. So let me put my coach hat on for just a sec. Don't just leave this here. Take a moment. What did you learn? What's your next tiny action step? Share this episode with someone and tell them. Connect with us to keep this conversation going. As always, I'm Jen Whitmer. Thank you for listening to Joyosity. I don't take for granted that your earballs have a lot of information coming at you. Please take a moment to rate and subscribe. It really helps more people join us in creating positive culture with complex people. So work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Can't wait for you to join us next week.